That takes life with a grain of salt and a lemon and a shot of tequila. Hello, Oof. you wonderful people out there, and welcome to the depths of the Fumble Factory. And by depths, I mean depths, because I've heard the way bread is today, and it is deep. Oh God, that came from <laughs> the depths of despair. Coming from yeah, my toes. The depths of despair. It is exciting to be here because we have a whole heap of new things happening, like new characters and Lindsay socials. We have um, stuff on Instagram. And TikTok mm -hmm. and um, Facebook. Mm -hmm. I am loving Brett's doing a fantastic job with these little snippets that he releases. Mm -hmm. They're great. Let's let's. If you have a, a favorite snippet that you want Ooh, us to a do, snippet. you know, snip it off. Um. <laughs> whip it in the snippet. Do you say a dog? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so a whip it is it's a dog. pedigree. Like, yep. I've got a favour to ask. You know how we always go, you know, like, share, follow, blah, 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 and people are like, yeah, whatever. Everyone asks that. I've got a real favour to ask. We've mm. got an opportunity to get some support for the podcast through some sponsors. Ooh. I'm about to have some conversations about that. It could mean free beer for us, which would be really, really useful. We'd love that. But one of the things that would really help that conversation is a growth in listenership. So if you can find a way to get someone else or another of your devices just to stream this thing, that would be really, really, really helpful for so us. So go to your significant other who doesn't listen, subscribe us on their phone. That's right. Yeah. Make another a Facebook account. Your children, your mama, your grandmama. So the things that work for us are listens on the podcast. So listening, like just streaming it, stream it twice, stream it three times, that's perfect for us. You don't have to listen to it when you stream it. You can mute your phone when you do that. That's fine. Um, there's a limit to how much you can hear this voice. Um, and then just liking our socials and promoting our socials or commenting on our socials is really, really useful for us. It, it's enormous how much that impacts on the conversations we're having. Set the um, set up Spotify as your alarm, Shane. That's a great idea. I did that the other day. Don't recommend it. <laughs> to Justin voice every morning. He's just recommending but, it, but he doesn't but recommend it. It, is, it can be a bit. Yeah, but I know Justin. <laughs> like it's a bit we weird when you hear Justin. When you hear like Justin's oh, voice just, right beside your ear. I just imagine. Do you know I, Justin or you know? I just Justin. imagine that Lindsay's waking up to my voice with a very erect penis. Oh. <laughs> He's also going is, to bed with your voice and a very oh, erect penis. I don't like any of this. This makes me icky. Well, <laughs> considerably violated. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'd like to change the subject because happened? social media happens, right? And Lindsay's been talking a long time about a very specific thing. Last week it was like, oh, give us six degrees. Before that is, who do you know? That what, what I'm finding is in this whole cavalcade, hmm. you know what we're not doing? Some very direct action. So I, what we're going to, and this isn't the dicey question, but what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to call up Instagram. I'm going to call up Henry Cavill's page on Instagram, and we're going to send him a message. I, You're going to tell me what to I write. I have done that, but yeah, we can do it again. We are going to do. Yeah, we're this. going to do it right this time. Yeah, <laughs> we are going to do this from. Uh, As an update, though, uh, my people are talking to her people, as oh, in Kirsty, Kirsty Hanson, trying to see what we can wrangle. Oh, really? Yep. Cool. My people being my wife. Yes. My yeah. wife? Mother. <laughs> I'm going to call back to that as often as I can. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the only leg you have to stand on. Mate, yeah, absolutely. And it's not lopsided. Henry Cavill official going there now. Yeah, Henry Cavill official. All right, I am messaging right now. So, what do we want to say? Let's let's do this uh, together. Don't what, fuck up Eisenhorn. Okay, first and first, firstly, we need a nice greeting. My what, dearest good, Henry. My dearest Henry. <laughs> dearest. Dear Hank. No, come on. Let's let's be serious. Dear Hank is better. We need something punchy because we're going to get attention from the uh, from the get go. My dearest Henry sounds a bit stalkerish. <laughs> what is going to be the uh, the sizzling starter of of our uh, of our conversation? Well, I'm looking at the other Warhammer fan at the table to see if he's got something. That will catch a Warhammer fan's attention. Yeah, I don't know. He's more of a gaming, uh, like World of Warcraft fanatic. He was- He's into World of Warcraft, but mm, I, I don't know. He is doing a Warhammer movie, not a- It's a lot World of talking of about movie. it rather than uh, than. Well, you were doing that. I was asking ChatGPT to write us a letter mm-hmm. to Henry Cavill inviting him on the podcast. Okay. Perfect. It's at page three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But it starts with- My dear, dear Mr. Henry. Cavill. Oh. All right, dear so, Mr. Cavill. All right, we're going to make, we it, make it a bit more informal, or because no, I can- it's it's let's make it formal. Okay, dear Mr. Cavill, what's what's the next line? We would like to cordially invite you. Oh, we would, yeah. Keep going to uh See, th- I made you finish the sentence because yep. I I saw it in your eyes that you'd only got the first part <laughs> and you hadn't thought through the rest of it. I, I was trying to figure out a, a to a special event. Where we will sip fine brews. A unique opportunity. Invite you to oh, a yeah. Okay, again, I'd, like he's not heard all this. Yeah. Uh, that's just his, uh, the everyday three-way that somebody's asking him to. It's it's not- Sorry, really- what are you suggesting, Justin? Well, <laughs> dear Mr. Cavill. He, he, he's the note-taker. Yeah, he's going to get suggested. Dear Mr. No, Cavill. No, no, no. Go well, it's, I'm just, I'm saying, like, you've got, we've got to be different. We've got to stand out. We've got a standout, boys. All right, so I've just redone my ChatGPT, including yeah. the letter, his love of wargaming, yeah. make it less formal and a little bit irreverent, because I think yeah. that's us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Henry, hope you're doing awesome, man. I'm reaching out to you as a massive fan and as one of the hosts of a kick-ass podcast called Fumble Through. We're all about the wild and wonderful world of, briefly described the podcast theme or subject, and we think you'd be a legendary <laughs> addition to our show. First off, let me just say your acting skills are straight up superhuman. <laughs> Whether you're donning the red cape as Superman or slaying monsters as Gerald of Rivia, the Witcher, you br- uh, the Witcher, you bring an intensity and badassery to every role that blows our minds. It's clear that you're a force to be reckoned with in an industry. But here's the kicker, mate. We heard through the grapevine, or, you know, Instagram, that you're a wargaming aficionado. And let me tell you, we're about to be embracing our inner nerds on the podcast. So when we discovered your love of wargaming, it's like finding Excalibur at a flea market store. Oh, That got us thinking how epic it would it be to have you on the show sharing stories about your adventures in the realm of wargaming. We want to delve deep into your strategic genius, your painted minis, and all about those intense tabletop battles. Our listeners would flip their dice if they heard firsthand how you managed to balance being a Hollywood megastar and an absolute gaming guru. And it goes on for quite some time. Okay. There is a limit to the words, but I think ChatGBT just did it way better than we Wins could. Once again. Once again, um, what I do, I'm a little upset. Just, Henry, if you are listening to this, vetting the show and actually thinking about it, yes, ChatBT, GP, ChatGPT is better than we are. <laughs> ChatGBTS? Smooth light butter. <laughs> I would like some. <laughs> I was trying, my dearest Henry. 
I was trying. <laughs> yeah, very Darling. trying. <laughs> Darling. He was very trying. Anyway. That's, uh, look, I like it. Send it. Let's get that uh, off to- What am I sending you? You came up with the whole hokey idea. Yeah, but I don't know. Send me the chat GPT and I'll You've send got the most off. Instagram followers. And we'll say- I'm sending it from our fo- account. I'm not sending it from my you account. You gave Justin access to our account. I'm not <laughs> it from that. Yeah. I'm not, this is dick pic week. <laughs> As opposed to last week. With my voice over the top. (laughs) As opposed to last week. Dick from Batman. Yeah, Dick Grayson. Dick Tracy. Mm, All right. So, um, now that we've done that, tick, job done. We are massive. Henry Cavill, listen to this. But what I will, will, I just want to move on. There's a segue. Okay. Did you know that I've never met a a sick sailor at the moment? Again, I'm assailed with sickness. Um, But what I will like to let you know is that last weekend in real time was rum day what international rum day so to celebrate international rum day in real life i don't even know if that's true someone told me so i'm just going to make it up Uh, um to celebrate that i have brought some rum for us tonight when's this going out uh 14th of august is we're recording this on the 14th of august Lindsay. Uh, we could do this in a month then it's talk like a pirate day. Oh. We're what? That. We're doing that. 19th of September is talk like a pirate we day. We should do like a one shot of like a pirate ex- ex- expedition. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. yep. There's a lot of ideas flying around tonight. I like it. The think tank's out. Someone needs to put it back in. It's prolapsed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well played. <laughs> So, to celebrate International Rum Day, I have brought a rum for you. Now, Lindsay, would you like to just read the name of this very special rum that I bought for you? Mount Gay Barbados Rum. It is not a verb. So, Mount Gay Barbados Rum, established in 1703, it is the Eclipse Heritage brand, brand, which is- Crisp and aromatic. That was really hard to get through. You haven't opened it already, have you, Justin? I have have not. Um, I'd just like to read this to you. For over 300 years, Mount Gay has been crafting deeply aromatic and rich rums in Barbados, Mon. Mount Gay (laughs) Eclipse is a blend of rums distilled in traditional copper pot. In a column stills and then Chester matured in American whiskey casks. It makes an iconic rum punch or can be enjoyed with your favorite mixer. What I enjoy this is I'd never really drunk rum neat before. Even on the bottle, it says enjoy it in a punch or with your favorite mixer. We're doing this neat, boys. Neat. Might be doing it neat. I'm not going to be neat afterwards. I'm letting you guys pour your own. That's not two fingers, is it? That's, That's what she said. Fuck. Lindsay's going to be fucked again. <laughs> well, he hasn't got much seat to slide down this time, so yeah. he'll be on the floor Lindsay's before like, we know he's it. had a shot in episode. Oh, yeah, I should make him do another shot tonight. Really bad. Just do Unless you're driving <laughs> both cars. What, what do sailors yeah. say when they um, yeah, cheese that. each other? What's the... <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you uh, had some. I need, no. to, I right. need to pour some of those back in. Does anyone want some more? Because no. I made a mistake. What did you do? I oh. put <laughs> more in my glass. Oh, no, you're committed, Dad. You're <laughs> committed. A lot more than I thought there was going to be. Are we dining them or are we just going to sip? 
I'm not downing it. And I was going to say, I, I, I just, yeah. Um, neat rum. I have poured way too much into my glass. I'd say, uh, but if it, if it, I would say yo ho, yo ho ho, and a bottle of rum, mon. Share me timbers. Ooh, ooh, that's pleasant. As Scotch drinkers and bourbon drinkers, um, I think tastes yeah. like a Scotch to yeah. me a little bit. It's, yeah. it's sweet. It's beautiful. I've it's, had a few. It's got that warmth to it. It's, it's got lovely. some brandiness. That is actually quite nice. That's dangerous. No, I've had a few Caribbean rums and doesn't taste like ones I've had previously. No, I was going to say I've generally not been a fan of rum, but that, that is, is really good. So well, as we are going to, really, like, really, like it. <laughs> it does remind me of Christmas cake a little. Mm. Um, yep. Yeah, so it's, got it's, the, it's got the Christmas cakes to it. Why are we going to get in a punch up later? That's actually nice. It's warm. Is it? Mm, it's warm. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Is it? I don't mind it. Do you? What? It does. It does. Oh, 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 oh. Do you know what drinking this rum, is so good. I'm thinking about raisin, a your weekend away. Rum and raisin stuff. Like it just. It, it makes. It makes me go back to that. Kind is of it? 100. As has been for really? decades. My favorite ice cream flavor. Yeah. Oh. Every time. Rum and raisin. Rum and raisin. Wow. Yep. Okay. What's your favorite ice cream flavor, Brett? All of them. <laughs> you know, you said all of them, and I was thinking you were going to say penis. <laughs> <laughs> either, wa- either way, witty. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite ice cream flavor, Brett? Uh, I like a chocolate chocolate chip with mm-hmm. chocolate on top Ooh, with yeah. a flake inside it. Yep. What about you, Lindsay? Peanut butter. Peanut, peanut oh, butter is good. Yeah, peanut yeah, butter yeah. and chocolate yeah. is good. Mm. I am partial these days to a salted caramel, but I am always a mint choc chip guy. Mint choc chip is good. Mm. That doesn't last in our house. See, our, the last holiday we went on into 1770, there's a gelato, gelato bar. <laughs> you went back in time. <laughs> <laughs> How fast did you have to get the Mandalorian for that? Um, there's a gelato bar from 1770, and they had the most amazing- Pistachio ice cream there. Mm. Yeah. So I do a scoop of rum and raisin yes. and a scoop of pistachio with yeah. it, and it was fantastic. So you made fruit and nut. Hmm? So you made oh. fruit and nut. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah. Lovely. How come pistachio ice cream is green? Because pistachios, pistachios are, green. are green. Are they? Yeah. Yes. The are you sure? Yeah. On the inside, you've been are eating they? this shell, Brett. They're crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're green on the inside. Oh. This is quite remarkable. Oh. Oh, I dear. miss JR. Give it up. <laughs> I Give miss up. JR and the times where he was witty. Right. This week's dicey question is a bit left field. Um, in every good story, God. if you are going, if you are going through oh, any good, a bit he- left field, oh, great. any hero's There's journey, there is a, there is a mentor figure. My question today: What makes a good mentor? And think of someone in your life who fits that role, and tell me why they are a good mentor. Because oh. I need to be a good mentor. Gee. I don't know. Maybe one day. Oh, some- when Henry comes along. I mean, he is a young man. He's only 40. Oh. 30? I 40. don't know. I was just thinking, if he's 40, I'm really aging badly. No, I think he's 30. No, he's older than 30. Then he's 40. I think he's 38 or something like that. I think he's 40. He's 40. I know a lot about Henry Cavill. I know that the vast difference between him and I is only- uh, a Wealth, looks, um. <laughs> talent, <laughs> an ability to be successful, <laughs> motivation. <laughs> <laughs> 
and want to play Warhammer. Yeah. If if he drank a bottle of this rum, though, there could be a vast difference between no, you two. No, no, that's Lindsay in the mornings. <laughs> uh, okay, so tell me about your mentor figures. So, what makes a good mentor? If you think of someone in your life, do we all, have we all had a mentor in our life before, or somebody that you'd be like, I could see that person as a, as a mentor type figure, or somebody who Can, who I'm, I look up to. You've said it a couple of times, and I've got to correct you. Mentor, now they them tours. <laughs> Oh, woman tall. I um, like them talls. That sounds like a Sounds like someone in, in a maze. Look, yeah. Not forget I'm the just gonna, mentors. I've got to interrupt and take us just a little left of centre. I'm riding with a crayon right now, and if you don't know why, go to our TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucked. <laughs> yes. Speaking of fuck. Do you want so, one of the other crayon colours? <laughs> so he can write with his fist. Mentors, who's had one? Um, this is going to be a bit cliche, but my father was a good mentor okay. for a long time. Good. All right. Um, well, have you had a mentor? Well, for you. Have <laughs> you had a- oh. Why? What made him a good mentor? He's just, uh, he was very good at, he taught me a lot of lessons that seem kind of obvious, but I think- Duck. <laughs> Don't touch that. <laughs> Look, to be no fair, hands. someone was telling me the other day, being a father is just stopping stopping these creatures that want stopping to die from dying. <laughs> if you are, you're a successful parent, if you can stop the thing that always wants to die from dying. I'm like, that's a really good way of putting it. But more than that, what, it's, it's deeper than that. Just, um, yeah, just- she said. <laughs> Because you genuinely, you genuinely have a have a friendship with your dad. Yeah, yeah, that, that is enviable. Actually, we we um, yeah, it, it wasn't something that I realised until I kind of actually grow grew up a fair bit and started to realise the things he'd taught me. I'd actually taken to heart, but things like um, and people probably had really going to disagree with some of this stuff. But he always told me there's no there's no money in working for a living, meaning you know mm-hmm. you work smarter, not harder, sort mm-hmm. of deal, and like um. <laughs> One of the things I still remember quite clearly when I was uh, getting married was pick your battles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's good advice. Not, not every hill's worth dying on, yeah, that's and that's something advice. that has saved me many, many a, a problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, it, it's been recently when like I've kind of like dad's retired now, and I've kind of not really—I wouldn't say surpass is the wrong word, but like. I've gone a lot more government than dad ever was. And even though he kind of encouraged me to go government, he can't really relate to a lot of the stuff I have to deal with now. So I can't really talk to him as much as right. I would for advice on that kind of stuff. No, so, I am the master. Yeah, I am the mentor. Yeah. <laughs> but then you just find another one, you're right. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, it, it's been like, it's been that growing moment of, yeah, learning up to a point. And then I'm like, I can't really, I can whinge to him. Mm-hmm. And he'll listen, but he can't really give as much good advice as he used to be able to do when I was like, you know, first starting jobs, teaching me how to deal with people and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So now we just have fun and go to Bunnings. Well, the, the, he's is, still much more handier than me with with the power saw and oh, stuff. All that, all our jet previous generations are gonna be like. Yeah, I, I always think oh, I wish I was as handy as my dad, and then I look at my kids and I'm like, you're you're in trouble. <laughs> like your car breaks down, you're just gonna sit on the side of the road and cry, and go, I don't know what to do. Well, I don't even think our parents' generation could cope with the cars now. Really. Well, they just call, so much they call someone's dad to come and fix it, right? Computerized aspects to it now that it's just. I know, especially you when the tire goes not- flat. 
That's really fucking hard. I um, had this conversation today, actually, because someone was complaining about two-factor, you know, when you have to sign when in something. When your tooth hurts. Is that the raptor? Rapper. What? <laughs> two-factor. <laughs> he's from the he's from the Two Fairy Company. <laughs> he's the guy that took over the band from the Muppets. And, um, yeah, like, you know, when you put in your- You get the second digit code that you have to put in to get into your emails or yep. whatever, which pretty much everything has nowadays. And I'm like- even my car won't let me in without two-factor. Mm. Like, you got to unlock your phone and- I'm then the same, right? You know, I say to my car. wife, even my computer won't let me get a second digit in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like getting my prostate exam. gold. Luke, have you ever had a mentor? I know that you, you're struggling. You want me to move on and come yeah, back? Yeah, You're going to think of someone. Like, I know that you're in your mind you're thinking Obi-Wan Kenobi or someone, but my mentor probably didn't fit the same mould. They're just someone I've learnt from or looked up to or gone, oh, yeah, that's, there's something about that. that, <laughs> what, that what about you, Brett? Have you had a mentor? Look, yes, I have. I've had a, a number of mentors. Many, many, many of them have been women mm -hmm. who have taken me under their wing and taught me the ways of work. Mm -hmm. Uh, particularly at work. Thank God he said work. <laughs> um, and uh, have been super Lola, generous with their time, with their knowledge, with their information. Lola. I appreciate all of Like, even at high school, my high school drama teacher got me into drama. I still see her. Mm -hmm. She's still teaching drama and, you know, getting a whole heap of young people excited about and into the arts. She's amazing. You know, I think she's fantastic. I, you know, there's a number of people at QPAC that I... Um, adore who, who are no longer there, but have given me heaps. My uh, lecturer at uni, Nettie, who's now at the opera, amazing woman, taught most of the people who are leaders in the arts industry now in a technical space. Like, you know, yes, I've had a, a number of really good mentors. I don't know that I've had them. I'm trying, what I was trying to think about was my personal life and where that was. And oh, I'm going to say it, I don't want to say it. My wife. No, I look to my brothers. My brothers are really good role models for me. Um, my this one? Well, there's a- No, there's another one. <laughs> there's a, I've been listening to Thrawn books, and one of the things he says, you can learn from people from what they do, but also what they don't do. What they do wrong. And Justin's that. <laughs> Justin's- <laughs> You know, there's a, there's a really good way of going, I'm learning from- Like, you know, everyone's had a shit manager or a shit leader in their work. You can learn from that and you go, oh, I don't want to be that. And you mm -hmm. can find the opposite of that. I think even that is really rewarding and you've got to kind of be grateful for those moments where you get growth out of a shit situation. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't call them mentors, but- I do look at personally at my brothers and my family and I go, you know, well, I don't know so much my mum and my dad, but my brothers were really good at helping me go through parts of my life that I struggled in, parenthood, uh, marriage, uh, some of those things like you've got to do your fucking tax dickhead. Um, <laughs> those things they were really good at and just keeping me grounded and, you know, that was useful for me. Got one yet, Luke? Well, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, when you say mentor, like, it does conjure the idea of somebody that takes you, takes you under their wing mm. and guides you through Gandalf. long, long portions of your life, yeah. and you know, uh, equips you to deal with various circumstances and situations. I can't like growing up. I would say I've had lots of people in my life that have 
taught me things. I wouldn't say necessarily describe them as mentors, so like teachers, as you mm. were saying, and and, uh, and and various individuals like that. But in terms of somebody that's actually, uh, I would probably say that for me fits the bill for mentor the most would actually be my wife. My wife. Um, because she listens to this. She, she's so <laughs> different from me and has, has had such a different upbringing and has a very different world, like perspective. Like my, uh, a lot of my ideas up until, oh, I don't know, my thirties were shaped by a lot of experiences that happened pre 30 that kind of truncated a lot of my perspectives on many things. Um, and it wasn't until meeting my wife that those perspectives were challenged on a regular basis mm -hmm. and kind of opened up that idea of like, well, hang on a minute, you know, just because I experienced it this way doesn't mean everybody's experiencing it the mm. same way or that this is particularly the way it is. And this is, as this is just so kind of thing. That's pretty wonderful. So, yeah. So she's been like this fantastic enlightenment, um, aspect of my adult life um and still to this day continues to be exactly the same especially with like the kids and mm -hmm. things like that and and just you know uh helping me unpack certain ways that uh, i react and kind of act in certain situations um sometimes it can be gentle like oh hey how come you what was going on there for you to other more firmer <laughs> responses <laughs> that require immediate intervention maybe um yeah so i would say yeah that's nice was I, there sorry yeah you go oh i was curious about other elements of your life and whether those people might have been a, a role model maybe not so much a mentor but a role model yep. i'm thinking about taekwondo for you yep um i'm thinking about um your religion and whether that yep. there are people in, in that space that have guided you or helped you through moments or for for me, you know, I can find a mentor in a moment and I can find a mentor in a lifetime. And I think I've had both of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wondered what, if there were people in those spaces for you. Yeah, so Blade had, Runner, because he only has one foot. I've had, <laughs> um, in my time, I've had three different Taekwondo instructors and each of them have been yeah. mentors in, in, in one level or another. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, my nan also, certainly I, I yeah. remember, uh, has been a massive influence in, in, um, I guess allowing me to unpack the idea of um, I am capable in certain areas. I mean, uh, let, let me re-say that. Having self-belief. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's that's the yeah. one. I remember very clearly. This is going to be such a bridge but, thing to but say. But is, is that not the role of a mentor that yeah. they unlock that in you? This, this is such a so When I was in, in primary school, we, <laughs> we would have a thing called a welly throwing competition. Okay. As in a, where you, a gum boot. Oh, yeah. Where you would throw a gum boot. The, the people would you throw said welly. Wellington boots, not yeah, welly boot. Yeah, well, yeah. Welly thong boot. throwing yeah, yeah, competition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you'd have a welly boot and you'd throw it as far as you know. It's like a yeah. kind yeah. of does it come back because it kind of boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> it looks maybe yeah. Um, and I remember very vividly um, being like, I can't do. It. I'm not going to be any good. I'm not going to be good. And my nan just being, you can do it. You can do it. Just, mm. just you can do it. You're absolutely you can do it. And yeah, through it. Not that I won anything or anything like that, but yeah. I, I threw it further and away further than I thought I was going to. Yeah. And that, that I do, that lesson stuck with me, that idea of like, when you get into those spaces where you're, you're just like, oh, this isn't, this is something that's beyond me. Yeah. Um, to, to, to be able to step aside at your own space and your own mind and be like, no, just give it a go. Yeah. And see what happens. What's the worst that can happen kind of thing. So I very vividly remembered that lesson from my nan. Um, yeah, Luke, and, throw and, uh, the welly, Luke. It's very interesting. That links into what uh, you said about 
um, a mentor in the moment. Mm. And that's very interesting. I've never really thought of it like that. But then straight away, I've got like a thousand different instances where someone just said something that like unlocked this whole total frame shift. Like um, one of them is like, um, I just started at my current job and I was about 27. Um, Rachel, my wife, then girlfriend, was living over in- Well done, slash mom. <laughs> I was waiting for you to give away my, my yeah, wife, but you didn't. And I was no, like, oh, okay. I was waiting for you to do <laughs> his mum. Well, then living in England at the time. So we're doing the long distance thing. Yeah. Had you met her yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, it was one of those things, right? I'm on fire. Where there, there was like, you know, at 27, you, you, I expect myself to be in all these different stages, like owning a house, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And here I am still living in my mum and dad's garage. I had a significant amount saved for a house. Come on. <laughs> I was actually just thinking at 27, I was going through a divorce, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, well, that's a generation difference. You could have afforded a house by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, divorce was frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. Dr- back in those days. Back in millennials, you know. Um, but like he, I was, I was fixing something for him and he's like, so how old are you? And I'm like, oh, 27. This is my CEO of my current company. And he's like, um, that's a weird age. I remember being 27 and you're like, I should be doing all these things. This is, I should be here, here and here. But that's not what matters. It's where you are now. You know, everything will come when you want it to rather than. Not everything, my friend. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. You were moment- on one, right? Yeah. So, it's full disclosure. I don't drink useful. rum. Yeah. Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. drinking <laughs> beer before we drank the rum. That's, this that's- isn't the beer talking. This is the rum yeah. talking. Yeah. This is why sailors are potty mouth. It is warm. <laughs> so, but is, the, is that not the role of a mentor? So, I know, like, not all mentors seem to be- Long term, well, like hang look, on, at, hang look on. at Luke Skywalker. It's a short term mentor. Like when I think of mentors, they're usually in someone's life for a very short yet pinnacle moment of their life, and and it's kind of it's affirmation, it's life changing, it's it's a real like you said. What Sarah does with you mm. is it it challenges your belief enough that you start thinking differently about yourself or you start behaving differently about yourself or you start doing something differently. Like that to me is what a mentor is like. I you think know? they shift you from one place to another. Yeah. They, either intellectually or physically, like they, they move you into a new- You transcend. Yeah. Into yeah. into whatever the next morphosis of your mm. of your echelon, and they they're the ones that help you do that. Which is why sometimes it's parents because they help you transcend into adulthood or or those people. Like you know, I think I think for me, it's it's the idea of a mentor is somebody who is both a friend, but you're that you're really able to trust, but also be extremely vulnerable with, and mm-hmm. know that they've just got your back. Like they've got. There is nothing but your best interest they've got at heart um, and that they are just in your corner kind of saying, you can do this regardless of where you are and stuff. I think maybe that's the thing that, that drives. Is that the unifying thing that you guys would think develops a mentor? I think that sense of belief in you is fundamental. I think the sense of you can be more than... Like I see more in you than what you're showing, and I'm going to help you unlock that. I'm going to crack that nut and see the green pistachio inside. <laughs> That's. 
I think that's fundamental. I could have gone one or two ways there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyway, You're welcome. <laughs> I see more in you and I'm going to crack that <laughs> nut. crack that nut, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, great. That's a- uh, What about you? You didn't talk about mentors then. Mentors. I, I definitely- Look, there is one person that comes to mind who who I think is- both Sorry, of- I just- Can I just cut it for a second? Yeah. I, I keep looking at Lindsay and laughing and he's wondering why. <laughs> it's his t-shirt that's got me because it says oh, Luke right. Skywalker's second hand and then there's a hand and for a split second uh-huh. when I looked at it, it's holding a lightsaber. It did not look like a lightsaber uh-huh. when I first looked at it. It's his just- second hand <laughs> shop. That's the image he has when he wakes up to Justin's voice. (laughs) I do not give you consent. Tough is public. (laughs) It's in the public domain. Yeah. 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 So So one person. One person, but that that mentor is is somebody who guided me. We met professionally. Um, and yes, very much challenged my thoughts professionally and made me believe in myself differently mm. in that regards. But also as a friend, uh, helped me to, to talk about some things and, you know, I guess help me I, an older person. I don't know if your mentor has to be older, but they were a few years older than me. Mm. And that again, they talked about some of the life stuff. They, I, I was actually- you know, my kids were older than their kids, but they'd been married about the same time, but they had a different perspective on stuff. So, you know, I guess that that was what summed that up for me. And, and you know, I guess they're the people that you find, you know, he's moved away now. Mm. We still uh, are in touch regularly, but they're those people that when he comes into town, we talk and it's like no times ever. Yeah, right. You know, those, those people that you're just like, oh, instant connection instant moment where it doesn't matter and i could i think the wavelength is is there like being able to brainstorm with a person like that who gets you some in some ways i remember sitting there brainstorming at work and we were trying to think of a problem solving technique and we had two whiteboards in front of us on one whiteboard we were talking about the best robots in sci-fi and on the other robot, we were doing the actual work that we had, but without the best robots in sci-fi whiteboard and that yeah. conversation, we would never have yeah. solved the problems that we solved because we were just in a think tank yeah. kind of kind of manner. And I think that was what was really important. And for me, that's just knowing that we're on the same vibe. There was no question of why the fuck would we do best yeah. robots. It's like, yes, we're doing that as well. Yeah. So- Kind of thing. I don't know. It's 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 an it's an idea. As I get older, it's about you know, will I be a mentor to someone? Am I going to be a mentor to my child? You know, the cat in the cradle child. and the silver spoon, <laughs> little boy blue and the man on the moon. But you know, well, can, <laughs> can I drill in on something that Luke said, which was his nan? And I'm interested in that. Whoa, because- drill on my nan? What? <laughs> um. I and Justin didn't have a lot of grand our grandparents from our parents in our life. We had our nan for you know a year or so, um, and didn't have the relationship that was possibly as robust as other people have with their grandparents. I'm interested in that intergenerational exchange, that undeniable belief, and I see it from my mother to my kids in their grandkids, and it's a unmitigated love. There's no kind of barrier to that. There's no barrier to that belief. And I'm interested in that kind of space and what that – I'm interested to hear you talk about that because mm. I think that's really interesting. I, I mean, uh, you know, I've found that elsewhere. I didn't have that in – You in, found someone else's name. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, the neighbour's grandmother was delightful. <laughs> yeah. uh, that woman touched him like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Personally. Um 
I'm interested in that, and, and and Lindsay, if you've had that experience from your grandparents on on where they sit in terms of mentor grandparents, what that kind of how that flows. You know, you talked about your dad, but whether grandparents sit in that space or if it's a different kind of space. Can you talk to that for a bit without me interviewing you like you're on a different podcast? Uh, oh, um, mm. In, mm. interesting, because um, being a parent myself, why um, – I don't know whether I'm actually answering the question you asked. doesn't sound like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> As a parent, um, it's easy, I find, to become very preoccupied with putting the immediate fire out mm-hmm. or dealing with the immediate issue mm-hmm. and not necessarily addressing some of the larger – um, overarching things mm-hmm. that maybe are needed in any given moment. Whereas the grandparents, because they're not preoccupied they're not with the day to day stuff, they they're can, not stopping the child from killing that's itself. Right, exactly what you were saying yeah. earlier. Yeah, so they can step back and look at that broader picture and have that broader picture conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only that, kids generally will always react incredibly differently with their parents mm. than say with aunties, uncles. So there's been a lot of research that's actually mm. been done to demonstrate that those relationships, especially in teen years, um, where children right. are trying their best to break away from the idea of their identity being tied with their parents yep. to having their independent identity. Yep. That's when those relationships become really important because those conversations about what's going on with them and those sorts of things mm. are where, they, where, where they'll have those with those aunties and uncles. So mm. the idea being is having strong um, family ties, or at least you know, it doesn't have to be aunties and uncles. It can be really close yeah, yeah. family friends, but people that are in their lives that yeah. can, they feel comfortable enough to go and talk to that aren't so closely associated with them and their, mm. their families, that um, their parents' identity wrapped into that, that they're not immediately having that knee-jerk, re- rebellious kind of yeah. reaction against that. Like grandparents fall into that same sort okay. of category That's as well. a really good way of putting it. Mm. Yeah, good. I didn't have that either. No one calls around. <laughs> <laughs> but your kids do. I, I, I kind of- um... Not ones that I want them to do. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandmother's great. No, your mother's great. Sorry. Oh, yeah, your mom's amazing. <laughs> your, your, yeah, mom, she is your mom amazing. has adopted my daughters. As. <laughs> I see my mother and she's so maternal and, and was with us. And we had that relationship with her, like you talked about, Luke. She wasn't that safe space to go and she was the one that would reprimand you, yeah, yeah. not the one that would make you feel safe and, and guide you through. We didn't have the guiding kind of the Obi-Wan person there. Um, but I see my mother doing that for my kids and- Absolutely, my job is to open up that space where she goes. What's the rule about dessert? I go. There's no rule for you. You do. You get to do whatever you want. I'm the bad guy here. You have to. <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get to bring whatever yeah. lollies, whatever you want. You, yeah, you are, get the good stuff, right? Yeah. That's you right. did your years of that's shit. Right. Yeah, you get the good. And 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 I think that's true. I think and my mum is really good at going. Yes, I'll do that. But then she'll also say, Yeah, I looked after the boys and I had to yell at them to go to sleep, and they didn't like that very much. <laughs> and she d- says that with a smile and a. It's like, you know, I didn't really yell at them. Not like you'd know, Brett. But- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was a very soft shell. Yeah, it's like, you yelled at, oh, no, no, you spoke you- semi-harshly. Yeah. You kept your thumbs <laughs> you on. You said the it's word fine. now <laughs> instead of please. Yeah. Um, I, I had, I mean- like- I um I love my grandparents. They're still all around, except one one of them. Um, but I kind of had a very different relationship with them growing up. Mm. So like my um, my grandparents on my mother's side were were very always quite strict. So like when I was growing up, I had a lisp. So I was going to speech therapy and everything, and they would 
hound me constantly when I'd go over there because they lived in Harvey Bay. So, when mm-hmm. I'd go over there for, you know, holidays to spend some time with them while mum and dad were working, I hated it because it just meant I was going to get pushed to do things that I was slightly afraid to do. Like, yeah. So, because I was on the beach, we'd go fishing and you'd be wading across, you know, the tide coming in and you'd step on stingrays and all that kind of stuff. And um, I would be constantly reprimanded about speaking properly. So, right. that made me stop talking, yeah. you know. And then that also got me reprimanded. So, I had this big thing growing up and it wasn't until, I don't know, probably in my 20s that I kind of went, well, you know, I'm over that now and, you know, became close with them again. But they were that harsh side because my mum was a bit of a softy. They were that harsh side right. that took on the role that mum- They were the disciplinary yeah, that mum couldn't do for that okay. kind of thing because, you know, yeah, my mum's a bit of a softy when it comes to that kind of stuff, whereas they took on that. No, that's yeah, not right. how you say it. So, yeah, growing up, it wasn't as, as pleasant, but yeah. You know, they, yeah, I think all grandparents will fit that role that they need to fit. It's oh, an interesting way of thinking about mm. it. Because yeah. I had the other grandparent and they would just feed me cake and stuff whenever I went over Because so. I guess like you, like you, Luke, I mean, you are an only child, but you, your kids are now going to grow up like kind of like we did. We grew up without ex- like extra family around us. So we moved away from our kind of cousins and they all live in Australia still, but they, they live in a different state. Mm. So we, we were kind of alone for a lot of it. So we had to rely on each other or, you know, be alone or, you know, talk to each other and, and that kind of stuff. And, and so it was, it's, I don't remember having those adult figures. I remember my dad's, Mm. one of my dad's friends I I became close with as well. And we used to go to woodworking Mm. together and, do things like that. And that was kind of a, a relationship like that. But it's it's really interesting. I, I don't see him as a mentor, but I see him as someone who I looked looked up to in the, his lifestyle and the way he worked. I also saw him as a very cautionary tale in his life t- lifestyle mm. as well. But there were aspects that I went, this guy has some shit figured out and I want to figure that shit out too. Like, you know, I like the way, I like the vibe of that. I know that too much of that vibe is too much and stuff. So very, yeah. We've gone, we've gone into some depth into can this. I, yeah. like you, can I, you said some stuff about your wife. I've got a whole thing around that that I would like to unpack as well qu- quickly without taking too much longer. Do you guys now that you have kids rate people's age instead of going off their actual age? Mm-hmm. Go on whether or not they have kids and how old their kids are. No, because no. I now think of everyone as oh they don't have kids they're younger than me. <laughs> no, no. See, because if we did that, you guys would all be younger than me because my kids are older than yours. Like I, I'm at a point now where I'm we actually are all younger than you, yeah. Justin. <laughs> well, I, I'm at a point now Most where stuff. I'm actually mourning the fact that, like, I'm I'm going through a moment in my life right now where I'm I've I've realised just how small amount of time I've got left with my kids before they become adults and go and do their adult thing. Not that I want to keep them at home, but they can fuck off. You can come spend but, some time with my girls and uh, let me but, paint minis. But there's that. And I, I it's the probably the first time, like, oh, I've always loved young kids. I've always loved, like, okay. It's only weird if you get specific. <laughs> oh, it is yeah, only, just sniff it. No, there, we can't publish that there one. Is, there's no it way. Is, it is only, <laughs> it's only weird if you get specific. If I said I really love six-year-olds, bad. If 
I say I like young kids, that's not so bad. But I've always enjoyed when my kids were like their golden ages for me really were in those really young, like the two to Before they four could talk. to five. No, that that really innocent, like that yeah. that real moment of the world is something to explore. Just there is no Before kind of shame. There is yeah that and stuff. There there is that as well. But it's the first time I sort of thought. I get why people are so rushing into their kids becoming parents because I'm really excited for the idea that I'll be a grandparent sometime fairly, probably maybe in the next decade. No, I don't need to be thinking about that. But but in the next decade, it's probably going to be a reality for me. Maybe 15, within 15 years, I can see that I'll probably have a a grandkid. And I'm like, I'm a little excited by this because I don't have to yell at them. I don't have to nag Mm. them. I don't have to- You don't have to, but you will. No, I don't think I will. I'll I'll be sitting, like, I I look at my mum because I Mm. I talk to my mum heaps. I talk to her every day. And and I kind of so every now and then she says something and I'm like you're just sitting back laughing at me mm-hmm. you bitch like you know exactly what <laughs> I'm going through <laughs> and and you're just sitting there just being like mm-hmm. suck shit That's- I did it now you can put up yeah, with yeah, it yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on the other yeah, no, I'm looking for that moment where because it wasn't until I had kids that I finally actually the penny dropped and I just went. Oh, mum, you were right. Like, I thought you knew fuck all. Yeah, and then three. I had kids it's and like, I, was I was like- I was literally just yeah. the day reflecting about my parents and like, far oh, I, I kind of, I get it now. I yeah. get some I of these decisions you, some you slack, made. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to a, a fun, a fun game. Rum does not bring out the, it brings out the melancholy uh, philosopher in us. It was a good chat though. I think that was a, the right conversation mm. for us. Yeah. It's uh, it's always been nice. It's I like better it. than just going, oh, my mentor was a Dementor from Harry Potter. I said that. Thank you. They did say Dementor <laughs> yeah. earlier. Yeah. And I was saying that it's better, the conversation yeah. was better than I that. I was saying you my said. mentor was a Dementor. But yeah. He was a Tormentor. <laughs> it's interesting. And we can cut this out of the podcast. And we will. Luke, Luke said something about his wife before about being a mentor. And I recently heard an analogy that I love because my wife is nothing like me. We are- Almost polar opposites, but uh, someone's used the the analogy of there is a lock. Think about it, of what a lock does. Like a Key lock master. has has uh, this whole function that it that it does, but it's a useless thing without a key. Together, those things make something that's very yeah, purposeful, that's very useful, <laughs> that's very good. But without, when they're separate or you lose one, the other one becomes a useless object. And I was like, that's a really nice. Uh, thing and that's kind of what I heard from you yeah. that that that's that relationship. That you've I just got wish I haven't che- hadn't tested my key in so many locks before I found Dimity. At least I'm not going to get cut. I like to think I'm a lock pick. <laughs> but you spent hours fumbling around in the lock and then getting nowhere. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Until he thought I'm illegal in most countries. <laughs> <laughs> Until you heard Justin's voice. <laughs> His, his hey, key is still oozing. Just sometimes it's your voice. Is it? Yeah, sometimes I wake up to you or <laughs> even you. No. Just no. sometimes it's your voice. <laughs> That's all, That's all I need. Just sometimes, sometimes it's your voice. I wake up and it's There's my a own voice. There's a t-shirt there. Sometimes it's just your voice. <laughs> Some, just sometimes just writing that in crayon voice. on my book. <laughs> this morning it was my own voice that woke me up. Mm. Just say you can do it, Lindsay. Sometimes you it, can do it. it's an Indian goblin. <laughs> 
So our magnificent party have just traveled into the Sword Mountains to the base of it, to a place called Axholm. Upon the way, our two trusty adventurers that we've known since the beginning of this particular adventure, Meradius and... What's your name again? Nycron. Ah, uh-huh, <laughs> the blue bird. Uh, so Meradius and Nycron run across a new character a weird character a character that is reminiscent of uh, of something that we can't really put our finger on do you see what i did there terrible i <laughs> <That> was <laughs> anyway um and they have traveled to a place called axe they find themselves outside of axe which was a dwarven stronghold traveling here from the town of fandalin to try and f- make sure that it is open enough so that the town can be evacuated here in case the uh the frost dragon cryo vein attacks and they need somewhere safe for the f- for the f- town folk to go upon arriving at axe i will read you this thrust from the base of a dark gray mountain This entrance to the Dwarven Fortress, a dark 15-foot-wide passageway flanked by a 40-foot-high bulwark of smooth, seamless stone, an iron portcullis covered with rust blocks the entrance. Arrow slits carved into the bulwarks are dark, revealing no hint of occupation. Are you remembering last time no, when I, I was just thinking you're right, Because this is a very erotic way to <laughs> just insane <laughs> thrust, slit, entrance, slits, slits. <laughs> shaft, like <laughs> straight out of a JR book. Sliding <laughs> towards the portcullis, you notice the rigid iron of the bars, and as you rub your hands up and down them. <laughs> You find that the rust slowly that coats them leaves a shiny film. He's too busy colouring in. <laughs> no, I'm using chat GPT. He's got crayons. <laughs> yeah, so you, you find yourself at the, the beginning of uh, or the entrance to Axe Home. Imagine like a, a large dwarven complex with a huge portcullis um, that's blocking the gates. Uh, can I have a little look as in like take a perception text to see if there's anything um, sketchy? Mm-hmm. Skexy. What kinds of things are you looking for? I don't in know. Particular? I mean, uh, is it supposed to be unoccupied? We, are we arriving there with the anticipation of it being unoccupied? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, with my hands over my eyes, I have a look. Perception of seven. Mm. Okay, yeah, no, you, no, six. It was even worse. You don't, you don't really find anything. Now, remember, this is this fortress is carved into the mountain. So, yep. imagine you are you are looking at a mountainside with with the bulwarks that come sort of out mm. um, and get, yeah, into I, a gate. I guess I was just looking for signs of anybody actually being there right now. No, the rusty gates. It, it's no fires. Really, no, none of that. No, stuff. no wear rats. I mean, no. I'm a little anxious about because the last couple of times we've mm. gone places, there have been people there that we didn't anticipate. No, and even even. What you can see through the arrow slits, it's dark inside, revealing no light sources. There's no, there's no hint of occupation. Um, flunt. Um, yeah, man, what's up? Does does you, th- these are your people? Does mm. this look like a typical dwarven encampment? It would seem odd to me. Is this right? I mean, yeah, usually they would be out, uh, there'd be probably guards or be watching us and they'd be like, oh, there's a dwarf, dude, let's welcome him home. But, you know, I'm pretty sure there's no dwarves here, man. They all got driven out. Right. Do you know what we might find inside? Not a fucking clue, dude. Right. Good. Is that like a, um, I, do you know, I can't actually think of the word of it. 
like a balcony, not a balcony. Where where they would the people go to be at the very top wall. Top no, because it's rampart. No, there's no ramparts because it's Nothing. carved straight into the side. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, the portcullis is about twenty five foot in. To in a tunnel. into like a tunnel Are at the end of the tunnel with, with arrow slits in that 25 foot space. So There's aside three from the arrow, arrow slits, because, oh, hang on, actually. Um, is there any um, anything that looks even remotely like um, an area that I could get through, get into, fly into? Not like from- a window no, or a- No. No, it's all, all seems to be closed off. The only entrance that you can really see is this, uh, this iron portcullis. The rusted. And then beyond it, uh, two large doors. And it looks rusted shut, right? It looks rusted and old and, and heavy. Okay, um, so can I approach the- Sorry. Nycren. Yep. It looks like we're going into the mountain. Are you prepared? Do you want to take one of my uh, mushrooms? They will, they'll calm you down, man. Uh, what's your name? Uh, uh, hang on. i got to remember my mononic, noisy, yet curious royal indigo nesting animal. Nycrin. Do you want a, 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 what, you want a, do you want a mushroom or calm you down, I'll hold, man? I'll hold on to one for now just in case. Just in case. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think I'm kind of getting used to enclosed spaces with you. Wow. Whoa. That's, that's kind of. I'm still not happy about it. That's well, some growth, man. Can I walk up to the portcullis? Here's a mushroom. Mm-hmm. And can I see, thank you. Can I see any lever or mechanism in any, uh, uh, anywhere that looks like it might control the opening or shutting of said portcullis? Mm, okay. First and foremost, as you walk into the portcullis area. I die. The, the, <laughs> After uh, you go through sort of that where the arrow slits are, so there's two arrow slits on one side, one on the other side. Um, you you think smallish kind of characters might be able to squeeze through. So the arrow slits are big enough that maybe someone really tiny could get through. And you don't think, halfling, yeah. yeah, you don't <laughs> think anyone that that is currently in your party could possibly do so. The second thing is that beyond, um, as the roof sort of comes over, you can see giant sort of holes just above the portcullis where if, uh, do, you, do you know anything about fortress or architecture or anything like that? Do you have an intelligence? check that you can give me uh i have intelligence of course but you want me to actually roll an for an intelligence? insight or a yeah an insight yeah. knowledge would be fantastic insight, perfect there we go all right then so fuck me with this dice seven yeah you think that the holes are holes. just yeah just so people can <laughs> breathe through them yeah and you, and it becomes dark so if you don't have dark vision as well even seeing beyond the portcullis becomes quite difficult because there's not a lot of light that comes into here um flunt you can see in the dark can't you? i can yeah man perhaps i wonder if you might go first i'll follow up a nycrin you can stay in the back a little bit no worries but we'll have to go single file because there's not mushroom in here uh, that's a funny one Many ores reveal amazing diamonds in ugly Meradius. Yes. Yeah, Meradius. Well done, Flunt. Yeah, mnemonics, man. Mnemonics. Yeah, them. See you next Tuesday, Flunt. There we go. (laughs) I approach and uh, see if I can see anything with my dark vision yeah looking through your dark vision you can see there are portcullises so as you walk up there are two immediate not a giant portcullis sorry there are two arrow slits that you have to walk past on your right one on the left and as you look up you can also see that there is more kind of ridges and holes um in just beyond the portcullis in the ceiling 
uh, and more uh, arrow slits that then lead a, another 25 foot up to two giant, very sturdy looking doors. Do I know the arrow slits? Do you know their arrow slits? Yeah, you just said their arrow slits. Do I know their arrow slits? Yes, I just said their arrow slits. Okay, Do cool. you know their arrow slits? <coughs> I'm no, I mean, Nikron didn't know their arrow slits. What? Huh? <laughs> no, that's he was looking at the holes in the roof. That's why I see breathing the arrow slits. No, they're the breathing arrow slits, and there are holes in the roof, and you Can see even the- more of them beyond the port. Can I look at the breathing holes? Yeah, look at and do an insight check. Uh, in the meantime, can I light a Dirty torch? 20. A dirty 20. Uh, with your adjusted 20, you kind of think maybe these are uh, oil holes or something that where people can rain down things upon anyone intruding into the uh, the Axe Home Fortress. Right Technically, on. this would be called the um, murder, zone, murder, yeah. Bone, yeah. murder hole. Yeah, uh, uh, guys, man, uh, dudes, things, birds, everybody. Yes. Uh, so we've got a lot of arrow slits around here. Yes. And those little breathing holes, as Nikon called them, mm. are actually for hot oil. Right. But so, no fires and so shouldn't be hot. Well, I don't know. But, yeah, so we might need to uh, – if, if there's people in there, just walking mm. in could be disastrous. Right. Well, under this shield then. Um, can I light a torch, Justin? Yeah, of course. So that I can see do, beyond what colours. Do you want me to, you know, just start the peace talks and see if anyone comes out? Of course. Yeah? Of course. Okay. Um, but there's no one to talk to just yet, so let's go military until we find someone, right? Can I see the mechanism? I mean, if you want, I was just going to bang on the door and just go, hello! You can't get to the door. The only thing bang you can on reach the, is the, is the portcullis with a r- big hammer. Rusty portcullis. I could is, bang is, on the portcullis. No, you don't want me to do that? No, I'm fine uh, with it. Yeah, you know, sure. Birdman? Nikron? I would like your torch because I want to see if I can see a mechanism beyond the portcullis to lift the portcullis. Is there a mechanism, Justin? No. No mechanism. No. Generally, no locks, they no. don't show the mechanisms from the portcullis. Unless you hold tab. You think that that might be inside. Yeah. That's what I mean. That inside the portcullis. No. Like it's beyond the portcullis. No. There's no, no. You cannot see winch. any mechanisms winch. You can see winch. chains and stuff above the portcullis that would open them, but they all go internally. Is this just like a- Technically, we put them past the doors in case there are magicians with mage hand. Yes, Is this just exactly like a fort- I was going with a fortress with like- Like, is there like- um. What are they called? YMCA? Forts. No. Blankets? Forts, yeah. Like, you know, is there like a, a walkway along the top for the battlements? No. No? So it's just closed in. <laughs> he was playing on his yeah. phone when we had that discussion. That's true. <laughs> Would you call them ramparts? Yeah. Then. <laughs> I said balconies. I was just Justin talking. I was, I was getting so Freddy. Um, so we need to get through this portcullis and knock on the door. Okay, is that what man. we're saying? Do you want me to? I feel like this could be dangerous. Is there any big rocks around? Big big rocks. You're in a mountain. <laughs> Huge <could>, rocks. <laughs> we could. Uh, I could like lift it up, and then you could put a big rock underneath, and mm. prop it up. Mm. Yeah, and mm. then what, move what, on to the next one. One of the issues tactically is if we get inside, getting back out again in a hurry. If this thing drops, is a problem. That's why I thought a big rock to hold it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, do we think I could melt the metal with burning hands? Mm. Probably not. The TM's a bit of a jerk. <laughs> I'm not a dick. <laughs> um, look, yes, let's go find a rock. I'll get a big rock, Justin, and carry it on over. Mm-hmm. If you want a strength check, I'll do mm-hmm. that for you. 
You you find the biggest sort of rock that you can. It just hold. needs to be a four or so, so we can slide underneath yep. the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, big enough. Is this sure? All right, Let's give it a go. I'll lift, lift away. Uh, try and lift the portcullis. Okay, make a strength. Oh, you're Cool. Just a strength athletics strength check, please. <laughs> athletics strength. Uh, Eighteen. Mm-hmm. The portcullis does not budge. Oh, this is very heavy, man. Do you, do you want to? Like, even as you're lifting, like, your hands are barely big enough to get around the bar, the metal bars. These are thick, heavy bars of this portcullis. Like, yeah, we're talking a couple of inches. So, no, you can't melt through them. Should we try that together and let Nikron push the rock under the bar? Sure, that's going to work out with a minor strength check. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both of you make a, a well. I guess who is doing it because the person. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you get to do this well, with stronger. advantage. Oh, do I? He's much stronger. It's very hard to roll much better than what I rolled to start with, but sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, athletics, you say mm-hmm. twenty-four. Athletic strength. Yep. The portcullis does not budge. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you, even as you're looking at it, you're like, this is huge. This is rusted like, shut. This is, this is two or three ton worth of, like, this is to withstand battering rams and all of the, the kinds of things yes, that I can come Yes, I guess it wouldn't you. be much of a defense if I could lift yeah, it. Yeah, like, oh, oh, bring in the troll. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I start filling I think the weight of it, it might be the issue. Um, I wonder if we can get under it, though. What's the floor like? It's stone. Ah. Uh, you could get under it. No. We can't get under it. Can't get over it. Can't get under it. Can't <laughs> go through it. Time to go home. Do you want me to Which provides it? you with the first obstacle, I guess, which is how the fuck are you going to get inside? Mm, mm, you're looking mm. at this and you're like, this is going to be difficult to, you know, it's, it's a dwarven fortress. It is built for defense. There is nothing that you can see here. Friend. Really, really from where you are that you think is, <laughs> is easy to no. go in. Did you say that you didn't say that an elven doesn't work? <laughs> no. Nightcrim. I do, I do speak elvish. <laughs> you didn't I, then. Yes. I'm, I'm a little- Le friend. Concerned about what I'm going to request, and I don't even know if it's possible. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay made me laugh. With the Frenchness. <laughs> With le friend. Le friend. Le <laughs> dick. <laughs> well, you finish? <laughs> uh, no, Quinn. Yes. JR had a hat that let him do extraordinary things that he gave to you. I gave it to you. To me? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can look up spells. Yeah. Fuck. What does it do? Well, it lets me cast a cantrip. Oh. Ooh. From the wizard spell list. From the wizard oh, spell the list. wizard spell list. I'm wondering, I don't really want that. I don't really want to use that. hat. But you get to be magical. Mm. That's not a thing that what I kind aspire of hat? Is it to. Is a beret? Because if it's a beret, that works for my character. It's a raspberry beret. Oh, no. It's a wizard's hat. <laughs> Harry. No. Oh, but I wonder- He's basically saying, fuck you, dead friend. <laughs> I don't want this hat you gave me. Give me something better. Well, the dead friend gave me something I would hate, which is magical. But but I wrote that will before I, we remembered that was your thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> In his defense, he wasn't thinking about you. He was thinking about him. <laughs> the hat. No, I was thinking about him because everyone else was magical and he felt left out because barbarians suck. Cool, cool. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if there's a spell in the 
that this hat would let us cast. Looking in cantrips, no. That might. It's in the wizard spell list. I don't know if you have access to that kind of knowledge. Um, And then you might need to show me how to use it. And then I'll need a shower. Do you want me to try and negotiate now? Yeah, if you, if you, I'm happy for you to knock. No, no problem right. whatsoever. Um, well, they're, well, they're figuring out the hat. I'm going to walk up to the first portcullis mm-hmm. and bang on it with my hammer and go, mm-hmm. "Hello, anyone in here, dude?" That's sick. Cool. What Ophelia's here? <laughs> there is no answer. No, there is zero answer. Well, that bodes well for us. So there's no one here, man. I mean, job all my is almost half done. We just need to get in. I've just. Talking to the hat, I think that's what I need to do, is talk to this hat. It might provide me with some insight. Slytherin! (laughs) Can I make a stone history check? Go on. I want to see if I know where the mechanics for it would be. Mechanics. A stone history check. Yeah, it's one of my dwarven things. Okay. Stone cunnery. Plus six to stone history. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, 24. Okay. You feel like at some point in, uh, in its history, there, there was a volcano that erupted, uh, and this is a conglomerate rock that is also mixed with a metamorphic, uh, somewhat of the crust. Um, but throughout the times, tectonic plates have pushed this together, uh, which gives you an insight that perhaps the stone here, which is quite hard and also brittle though, if you can get enough force into it, um, has been here for a long time. Hmm. Mm. Thanks, Justin. Did say I was a dick. Conglomerate. I like that. That was good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Conglomerate. Um, so I'm now it's puffing a on a pipe. fantasy world. <laughs> I'm puffing on a pipe while you guys try and work out stuff because I got nothing. I don't have anything mm. in the Wizards contract. As, as you're thinking about that, Nikon, I might just do a search of the area and look closely at the rock well, and I see just, what I can find. It's conglomerate. Ah, yes. Mm. This stuff is un, un, preternaturally hard. Yeah, but it can be brittle if you have enough force. Well, yes. But so is anything. Of course. Um, yes. Yeah, Marius is going to start looking around for mm-hmm. what might be a backdoor or side entrance in past the portcullis. For, they wouldn't open the portcullis at night for everyone who might come at night time. Mm-hmm. There's normally a- A postern gate, yep. if you will. Yep. Um, give me a wisdom perception check, please. 17. You you kind of you're looking at it and you're like okay that rock's hard you know you you look at the arrow slits and you kind of think I wonder could we break the arrow slits and like, no they've thought of that they're thick they're mm-hmm. stony um, you know big rigid you look at the top of it you're kind of looking over the top going no there's nothing there that's a weakness and then you think the inhabitants of this place must cook if they're going to cook. They can't have the place filling up with smoke. Ergo, there must be something that releases smoke. I like to think you're watching me smoke my pipe and the smoke slightly fill Mm, up underneath mm. my mushroom. (laughs) It's hazy under there. Peek over the edge. Mm. Um, Nikrin. Yes. When you did your fly around. Did I do a fly around? You did that little one. I wonder if you might do a bigger one and look for a chimney. A chimney? 
Dude, that's genius. Dwarves are renowned for their um, metal work, and that needs forges, which needs fire, which needs chimneys. I wonder if there might be something like that, or even and where, a sewer gate. And where would Santa deliver his presents if there was no chimney? Could you have a look, please, Nike? Sure, sure. Is it worth lighting a fire and wafting smoke into? Normally, chimneys work by exhuming the smoke from inside to out. I don't know if it would suck it back in. Of course. Indeed. Sorry, I thought the door was open. I mean, if you could light that door on fire, we might see the smoke coming through the chimney. I can try that. That's for sure. (laughs) Sorry, I'd just like to go back two seconds. Sorry, I thought the door was open. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just walk in then? Because you've got the portcullis. Oh, of course. Yeah. Just leaves the thinking right. to the rock, man. Man. No- normally, normally, this isn't my forte. It sounds like you're doing a freaking bang-up job, <laughs> I, dude. I don't know about things, but I can put things together very, very well. <laughs> All right, Nike and I'll go for a fly. Okay, just make a uh, wisdom, wisdom perception wisdom uh, check. Perception, wisdom perception. Do you want a mushroom, Maradius, dude? You deserve one after that. Uh, I'm fine, perception, I got a... Mm, 18 on oh, my perception. You're flying around the mountainside and you can see a large crack in the mountainside from where maybe an earthquake has split open some of the stone. You can see a, a rock... F- crumble has happened in there but you can also see that amongst that there's some fishes that kind of move up through like natural chimneys how, how big how, how- uh, you start looking forward those are all blocked and you can't you can't see any discernible way of getting through those but it gives you an idea of what to look for on the surface and as you go over you can see two possible chimney holes or chimney fissures that have like a metal grates that that would have been over them but those metal grates aren't you know even before this place was abandoned they wouldn't have been very well looked after so they're kind of half off anyway or they've got nests or they've you know they're just really there to stop things from falling falling down that are big enough for a person to squeeze through not me <laughs> interestingly flunt they didn't protect the chimneys because normally there were fires 24 hours a day so people coming down the chimney were dead by the time they hit the bottom that's true that's why santa wears fireproof pants ah and and you know that's the only time it turns off the forges at christmas is it i did not know that All right Nikon will be back any moment. Yeah, so I'll return. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like some tension between us, you know. Maybe we should pass the peace pipe out when we make camp tonight, you know, and get to know each other, bathe under the moonlight and all that jazz. Bathe? Uh, No. Mm. Okay, man, I'm sorry. I know I know. it's hard times. You lost a friend and all that jazz, and I'm I'm very sorry for your loss. The one thing, Grundenar, you know, Loves more than anything is friendship. Does and he? Peace. I like peace. I peace. like a little peace and quiet. <laughs> right on. Was it two? I saw two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Nikron returns. Um, Marius, there, there seems to be Thank two. Thank God you're back. Two. What did I miss? <laughs> oh, nothing. There appears to be two chimneys. Um, wide enough for one of us to get through. Right, how's the journey to those chimneys from here? Oh, but a breeze for me. Um, for you, uh, hmm. I can carry him, right? Mm-mm. I can't carry him. Mm-mm. Oh, am I going to have to go through the fucking hole? 
Oh, shit. How, what, what is the- Where's that mushroom? What is the journey like? I have some skill at climbing. Yeah, we could cl- try climbing, it, it, man. It is- It's- It's- uh, you would definitely have to- Not in you, the most accessible of places. Yeah, you look up the, the handholds, like, uh, you know, the, the mountain, where it's cracked actually has revealed quite a few moments of- You, you think you could scale it. Do you think Do you, you have any climbing gear fly or anything? up there and tie this 50 foot of rope at 50 foot intervals for us and secure it so it could make it easier for us to ascend? Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Just curious, um, Nycrin. Uh-huh. You're here for your brains, right? No. Fuck. I'm here for the fire. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> He's a charismatic caster. Uh, fuck. I'm also, you know. <laughs> He's pretty in yeah, blue. Yeah, my plumage is uh, we can go, spectacular. We can go darling. who's got the highest intelligence. Could we? Yeah. That's going to be a fucking rock race to the bottom, that one. <laughs> All right, oh, so I'm on an eight. So <laughs> An eight? Yeah. Are you? What are you, what yeah. are you on? Zero. Oh, I'm sorry. Intelli- actual score? Um, Ten. Oh, I am the brains. Thieves. <laughs> Thirteen, <laughs> just above average. Um, yeah, you can. Do you start climbing up? If he secures the rope, I will secure mm-hmm. the rope. Yep. Make going, an yeah. athletic strength check for me. Those of you that are climbing. Oh, get fucked. Uh, twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Seven. <laughs> Meridius starts You've been eating too many mushrooms. It's hard to cl- you can't look up when you got a mushroom on your head, man. Meridius starts to uh, ascend up the uh, side of the mountain, making it look so easy that Flunt uh, begins to follow. Uh, Flunt gets about twenty foot up before crash. Flunt falls down, taking seven points. Oh, of damage, blood. How much of that can you negate for the fact that you're high and flopping all over the place? He's <laughs> <laughs> so he floated down. Yeah. Um, this looks difficult for you. Took it to make an athletics check. Hmm? To try and like land on my feet. Can, Reflex, no mm-hmm. chance. Man. Can, this is can you just fighter. hang on to me and I'll climb us both up? <laughs> He's only got one. On- <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. What are you laughing for? You don't. You don't know that reference. You don't know that, that reference. Or, I was an already reference. No. It's no. Andre the Giant reference. That's a Princess Bride oh. reference, Mr. Oh. I laughed hard at something uh-huh. I don't Sorry. understand. I thought that was a code. Get reference. on our level. I'll come down. Get to the chopper. Now, that's, that's an, an army, army reference. reference. Um, so, we'll secure Flunt to Radius's mm-hmm. Look, Flunt. Mm, yeah. This is- um, Incredibly difficult work and no distractions would be appreciated. If you can just remain quiet through this journey, that would be very, very helpful. Yep. Uh, seven, 18. 18 to get mm-hmm. us up there. Okay. Um, what is your strength just by- uh- my, my, my strength score mm-hmm. is a 15, So, but I'm on a plus five with athletics. Okay. And how much do you weigh, Flunt? I don't fucking work out. He's high, weight. man. He's, he's a wisp of a yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm high. No, he's a dead weight. He's flopping all over- uh, I don't know. Let's give you disadvantage for that roll. A roll is the same number. Okay. 18. All right. You make it to the top of the uh, of the mountain before you can, uh, you know, stand up. You get to a, a flat spot on top yep. where you can start walking normally and you don't need to require climb checks anymore. Yep. You fly, you, you see where um, Nycron has flown over to one of the chimneys. Um, just roll me a, a percentile dice, please. 83. Yep, and you stand next to one of the chimneys leading down. Is this the one, Nycron? This is the one. 
Any chance you can tell us how? To, oh, great! Of course, you haven't been down there. No, I'm not saying great not as chance. in I'm not saying great as in good. I'm saying there is a great. Yes, there is a great. It's open. Is the great open after you? Send the mushroom first. You float down on the hat, Cad Bane <laughs> style. Um, Moranis, Moranis will lift the gate off. Try mm-hmm. and pull that gate. Yeah, off. it's really easy, rusty. It's barely on. Yeah, you can you can get access to the chimney pretty easily. Yep. You hold the rope and I'll climb down. We'll tie, tie the rope around yourself. <laughs> we'll tie the other end here. In case you slip, you'll only fall 50 feet and then dangle. It might be a jolt at the bottom. Unless you hit, you know, it's only the last inch that will hurt otherwise. Okay. If everything's okay, I'll tug three times. <laughs> if I tug six times, come a running. Off you go now. Righto. As he's talking, Randy's just lowering him down. Yep. Hit the bottom yet? Are you no, down? No, not yet. And we drop Just make an athletics foot. check as you- Oh, because you're great at those. I'm actually- I'm plus five. Well, nine. <laughs> <laughs> you get advantage. Fifteen. You make it down into a half. What do I see? There's a fireplace built into the western wall of this room. As you poke your head outside, you can see above the uh, fireplace, hanging from a hook above its mantle, is a steel shield bearing a symbol of a dwarven gauntlet clutching a hand axe. Um, So just basically like a a dwarven gauntlet, a big steel shield. Um, And inside the other room, you can see some like cots and tables and chairs, empty footlockers, that are all intact but covered in dust. No skeletons or anything like that? Nothing you, like that you can see. Damn. Um, how, how long, how far do I think I've dropped? About 30 feet. Uh, all seems to be good. Uh, pull on it. Excellent. Three and times. the rope falls down behind you. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the loud crash of a grate. Um, Nikrin, do you want to head down there and, and then I'll follow down? I, no, no, I, I, I don't actually. I politely know. light a torch, knowing that they can't see in the dark. You want me to head down first and you come down at the end, no, bringing, I'll, bringing I'll, the rope? I'll, 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 let me just. Let me just uh, you are right. Let's take a nibble of the mushroom. <laughs> pupils become saucers. And you might be he, able to see in the dark now, my friend. And he just. Uh, Jumps down the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you can't. You don't think you can fly down this hole? No, I know. So it is Too so. Narrow. Yeah, yeah. It's so narrow. Your wings That's wouldn't fine. be able to work. I'll use the rope. I very very. It's anxiously very, very tiny. Yes. Would anxiously. you like me to slow Anx- you down? No. No, I'll go down. Anxiously go down. Can okay. I, do I need to take a check? Yeah, I'm you freak certainly out? do. You need. Well, you firstly you need to make an athletics check. Okay. Let's no, yeah, because you're claustrophobic. Mm. Six on the athletics check. Make a- uh, oh, Did I get advantage for that as well? Because he got advantage for his. Yeah, because he had a rope tied around him. That's you just said, did. No, 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 no. Can no. you just say when he said, I'll lower you down, you went, no. That's true, you did. Oh, did we I? have it on tape. All right, cool. I was high. Let's go. <laughs> did you- Are you being I was lowered? in character, guys. Come on. Are you being lowered down or not? Uh, the you- general idea was I was going to be lowered down. Okay, yes, yes, you yes, said so I could then fly you get down, advantage. So. Yeah. Okay, 16. Okay, yes. And you make yourself you make your way spidery down and eventually you get into the uh into the chimney where your compatriot Flunt is standing there with a torch. Is it open up into a larger area? 
Yeah, it's okay. not just a gym. It's just yeah. a fireplace. Yeah, that's no, like a small room. No, the room's it's... quite large. So the room itself is is not a tiny one. It's about 20 foot wide, 20, uh, 15 foot wide and about 25 foot, you know. So, okay. yeah. Not totally freaking it's, out though. But... You're in the long side of it. There's 15 foot between you and the wall. I can't see anything there, right? It's pitch I'll, black. I'll give you the torch. No, there's a torch, a torch in there. And get, you can see the cots and the, the foot lockers. If, and you the, have a, if you lit the torch, I yeah. think. Okay, right. Meradius, now it's your turn. Tie the rope to yourself and we'll lower you down. <laughs> and Meradius unties the rope and drops it. And then he pushes his hands and feet against the wall and slides down chimney style. Mm-hmm. Chimney. Give me an athletics check, please. Chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, chim. With advantage? No. <laughs> 20. Yeah, you make it down with panache and style. There's like sparks. We, we may well need this rope. I, um, do you want me to build a fire in here so we've got like a base of operations in the chimney? Um, before we start homie, homing this place up, let's do a little investigation, shall we? Is there a- Meredith is unclear why you might need a fire right now, except for one very obvious purpose. You guys can't see. Please. I've got plenty of tinder twigs, man. Let's um secure the area, okay. ensure our safety before we start to- there, There's torches on the wall? It's the first time you've noticed that the torches on the wall seem to have all burnt out. Oh. So Great. there are definitely sconces. There are definitely signs that there were torches on the wall, but each one of them you look at has been burnt down to nothing. Yeah. I light another torch just to be helpful. I was going to say I was going to get one out of the pack. And, um, yeah, I put one in the wall. I hold the other one for you while you guys do it because I don't plan on hitting too much. Cool. Meridius. There is uh, one door exiting this chamber. So Meridius yeah. has his shield and sword out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like will attempt to open the door. Actually, can you cast with one hand? Can I cast with one hand? Yeah. I can do anything. Oh, you carry it then. Cool. <laughs> it's fifth edition. Do I, I got sorcery points, so I don't even have to speak. I can cast. Okay. So we're looking around. Mm-hmm. You open the door. As soon as you open the door, you move into a, or you can see a large chamber uh, that is illumination. You know it's a large chamber because your fire extends about 10 foot and then another 10 foot in shadowy kind of uh, depth that, that makes it very hard to see. The one thing, the one thing that really plays on your mind is while you can see poles and you can see uh, um, pillars, there are large, thick Steely cobwebs throughout this entire chamber. And we're going to find out what happens next time. Spider-Man. That one's done. Okay. If you guys want to uh, wake up to my lustrous tones, remember to add me as your alarm. Oh, God. That's what I'm waking up to. We just lost our five listeners I'll, right there. I'm going to have that on repeat. Five listeners. Come on. Stop bad-mouthing our podcast. Get up. Get up. Get out of your lazy bed. I'm just going to have Oh, God. Oh, God.